Welcome to the Title Talk Podcast, an interview series featuring key individuals doing innovative things with their business and life. And now, here's your host, Richard Barbara. It's really important to understand the room concept. Imagine you lead your life in one room, and that one room has only one door, and that one door is an enter-only door, so that when people come into your life and into your room, they're there forever. You can never get them out. Hey, everyone. It's great to have you back here on another episode of the Title Talk podcast. Today, it is my great pleasure, and I'm very excited to bring you an interview with the great Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of BNI Business Network International, the author of over 22 books, a few of which are bestsellers, and his newest book, to talk about his newest book, Who's in Your Room? Who It's, it's required reading for people wanting to get ahead. So ask yourself, do you want to get ahead? If so, check out our interview and pick up a copy of Dr. Meisner's book, Who's in Your Room? You can get it at Amazon.com. There was a video maybe a couple years ago that Beth posted and it was where you guys were getting hit by a hurricane. And, um, and as you're getting hit by a hurricane, she, it, the post made it seem like you were on vacation, which for you being home is a lot like being on vacation. Most people, they go on vacation, they leave home, you know, but since you're always traveling, you know, for work, for you being home is the vacation. And so the video is her like on a second floor and she's pointing down at the pool and it's pouring down rain and there's Dr. Meisner jumping in the pool and like swimming and she's like, yeah, don't I He's all right. He's going to be okay. But what's funny is I, I text her or something or I reached out and I'm like, what, is that a hotel? And she's like, no, that's our house. So it's a, it's a beautiful backyard. Thanks. We, yeah, we, we yes. Thank you. It, we, we like where we're at. It's, it's a, it's a great story. I told my wife um, like two and a half years ago, I said, honey, get whatever house you want. I don't care. Um, here's the budget. Just get whatever you want. One day. She came back, she said, I, oh, I, no, I said, get whatever you want. I just have three requirements. I want to be right on the lake. I want my own office. I don't want to turn a bedroom into an office. And I want a wine cellar. One day she came back, she said, I found, I found our dream home, dream home. I went and looked at it. It didn't have any of those three. <laughs> Not one. And I'm like, really? Seriously? It's, I said, get whatever you want. I just wanted these three things. Both for three, huh? So, so um, it, it's not right on the lake, it's back a little ways, but it's a lot more land. And, um, and she's, I, I had no idea she, she really is a salesperson because she took me out to the lake and it was crazy loud, really, really loud. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't wanna be there, I want privacy. Right. So, okay, that's fine. And then she showed me this vacant spot next to the pool. And she said, you, honey, build your dream build office. Build your office right there. Whatever you want, it's your dream office. I'm like, oh, you should have been in sales. Yeah. And then we had a storage room that was under the house. And she said, this could be your wine cellar. So I said, all right. So, so I guess it all worked out then. It all worked out just fine. This is my office. This is the office I built. Great. Well, it looks great. Looks like a, looks like half office, half man cave. It is, it is my version of a man cave. Yeah. It's a library, fireplace, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so so we do, um, you know, this podcast here, we do it and, and um, it's basically a real estate lawyer's reflections on, oh, 
anything and everything that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes, you know, we have a good time, we have guests on, but lately I've been focusing on some of the things that, um, that you mentioned in, uh, in the recent presentation that you gave and, and that really are central, I think, to the topic of your recent book, right? Who's in your room? Yes. And so, you know, in the, in, in we find that in the real estate business, um, and in, just like in, in many businesses, the people that you, you know, kind of have access to and that you bring into the your space where you make things happen, you know, for yourself and for others, um, really kind of drives your success and um, or, or your lack of success, right? Uh, right. And sometimes, um, and people, I don't think they put enough stock in that. So when I heard you last week, uh, give your presentation on the book. I said I need to have Dr. Meisner on so that so that our audience can hear a little bit about the book um, and pick it up because because it was just a, a strange coincidence how I had just been going on a rant about that um, yeah. you know and then I heard I heard your topic and I said man this is you know this is a, a kismet as they say perfect now luckily Richard this is a metaphor but if it were true would you be more selective about the people that you let into your life a hundred percent. Everybody says that. 100%. I would argue it's probably even more than a, men, uh, a metaphor, and here's why. I want you to think for a moment about someone who is out of your life, but when they were in your life, they were toxic, they were horrible, they were difficult. You, you are so glad they're out of your life. Do you have somebody in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm not going to ask you to share that. I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> um, I think anyone who's listening... I want you to think of the same thing. If you're listening, you're watching, you, I want you to make sure you, I want you thinking of someone as well. So here's the deal. If they're still in your head, they're still in your room. Because um, the, the, one of the interviews we did was with Dr. Dr. Daniel Amen, uh, the brain neuroscientist, and he said that the relationships, relationships you have with people, their fingerprints are all over your brain forever. And so your experiences with someone are always in your mind. And the room is your mind. It's your, it's your thoughts. And so um, it's more than a metaphor. People might be out of your life, but they're still in your head. And so you have to get good about doing two things. One, screening people from coming into your room who uh, you don't want in there. And then two, learning how to deal with the ones that you did let into your room. That is a, a really a fascinating concept. You know, it's funny. I heard a guy in BNI one time give a talk during his educational moment that, particularly during our formative years, that what people, parents particularly, don't realize is that with kids, the the I forgot who the author was, but the article the author wrote that it's like if they have a an old school typewriter strapped to their chest, where you know, remember when you would hit like the T, you know, the that bar would hit the, the paper like real hard and stamp it with a T. And even if you deleted, you know, it would hit it like four or five times and it would take out the ink, but you could always see the imprint. Yeah, um, I remember those days. I have enough gray hair to, to remember those actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have fun with uh, with typewriters in my old man's office. But that concept is similar to what you're saying is that once they're in your room, you know, once you kind of type in, um, you know, that, it's that's it's there. It's, it's imprinted. Done. So, okay, so then um, how does one go about, and, and I don't want you to tell me too much because I want to, I you know, there's always a page turner effect to your book, but what is the, um, just in a nutshell, what, what are central guidelines for making sure you're careful about who you bring into your room? And I, you know, a guy like me, unfortunately, I'm 41 years old. So, so I'm picking up this advice, you know, young, but late, 
right? So I already got some people in my room. Maybe I shouldn't be there. How do I? How do I? How do you encapsulate? How well, I let's talk about the age thing, and then let me let me answer your question. Um, sure. I just met a person in Dallas who said to me, he sat down with his thirteen-year-old son, and he read the book with him. Wow. He read a chapter. His son read a chapter. He read a chapter. His son read. A, it's an easy read. Two hours. You're done with the book. Um, he said it was so incredibly powerful. I think all too often, you know, we read books to our children when they're young. We read them green eggs and ham and what I saw on Mulberry Street or whatever. But we don't do that as they get older. Right. And I think this is, I wish I had this book when I was 17. Right. I mean, I've had a good life, but man, my life would have even been better had better, I had right. this book when I was 17. So what's the next thing you do? What you have to do is hire a doorman. Now, people will go, what? Seriously? Okay, I'm not talking about actually physically hiring a doorman. And you can call it whatever you want. We talked about a bouncer, uh, a guard, a door person, whatever. We, we use the term doorman. And the doorman is your conscious and subconscious mind that screens people out from coming into your life from here on out. And, and that means you need to train them. And the way you train them is to understand your values. So the only part of the book that takes some homework is that part. You've got to get good with your values. You can't train your doorman. You can't control that door unless you know what you're controlling it for. And in order to know what you're controlling it for, you've got to get good with your values. What are the things that are important to you in life? And so one of the things I recommend is start with the easy stuff. Because if I say to you, tell me, tell me your seven values. You know, people, it's like deer in the headlights. They're like, oh. Right, uh, <laughs> right exactly. They're like, so, wait, I'm supposed to have those? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you do. In order to make your life work, you, you have to know your values. So here's an easy thing to start with. Start with deal breakers. What are your deal breakers? So let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot with this one, Richard. Sure. Tell me one deal breaker, something in your life that you just don't want people around you like this. What is it? toxicity about yeah. daily just you know just you, you see everything in in a in a from a poisonous place right negative toxic people yeah. isn't it amazing how so many of us have negative toxic people in our rooms how did that happen we let them in that's right we let them in that's so right. that's a great deal breaker it's certainly one of mine another one of mine is um drama people who are dripping With in drama, drama. Yeah. Right. They all have drama. I have drama. I'm guessing you have drama, but but I, you know what I mean. I'm talking about the people who they, just every day of their life. They love it. They love it. They, they, <laughs> love it. they embrace the drama. Yeah. 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 So they roll around in it. Yeah. So those are deal breakers for me. Here's a deal breaker that uh, I think is awesome. My wife and I actually created a deal breaker for for our relationship with other married couples. So if we uh, are going to spend time with another married couple, that married couple have to love and respect each other. Such a good one. They have to treat each other in a loving and respectful way. Now, I've been married 30 years. I'll be the first to say I haven't always been as loving and respectful as I could. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the occasional day. I'm talking about, in a, as a rule, does that couple treat each other with love and respect? That's a deal breaker. And we realized we had couples in our life that did not treat each other with love and respect. And um, then we had to deal with that. And now we make sure that we don't let couples into our life. That, that don't treat each other. So values first. So deal, doorman first, train them on the values, and then you put the doorman to work on screening your room. Incredible. That's-
that is fantastic. And so for our listeners, so you know, Dr. Ivan Meister is literally the father of modern networking. He's the founder and creator of BNI, right? An organization near and dear to my heart, five years now. You know, I joke with people, I avoided BNI like the plague <laughs> for nine years. Like the plague. People would invite me and I would literally run in the other <laughs> direction. Um, you know, and now I, I actually attribute it as the, the starting point for a number of important turnarounds um, you know, that I've had during my time as a, as a member. And it's really. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, really a phenomenal thing that you've created. And when, you know, many members, they never get away, they never go see a global conference and they never go see, you know, BNI and other places. But it's really fascinating. I, I went to a director training a couple of years ago and I saw. I mean, the Japanese came and they were in, you know, full cultural attire you yeah. know, from India, from, I mean, every, every corner of the globe, South America, Central America. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's really a remarkable, remarkable thing. Uh, you know, one of the things I found, you know, different people, different places, different races, different religions, different countries, different cultures. We all speak the language of referrals. We all want to do business with people we know and trust, which fits this philosophy of who's in your room. We want to do business with people we trust. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why BNI is in 73 countries. Tell us where we can get the book. So the book's available on Amazon.com. You can go to my blog, IvanMeisner.com, and I've always got content up there. Uh, but you can go straight to Amazon.com and look for who's in your room. It hit number one in self-help uh, on Amazon a month or two ago. So we're really excited about it. It's my first self-help book. I mean, I've always talked about how to create a great network. Now this is how do you create a, a, a great network and a great life. And uh, you can do that on Amazon. No, it's funny. It's a, it's a, it's a, it seems like it's a sequential step from great network to great life. So it seemed like a natural segue. I'm glad you wrote the book. It's no surprise to me that it went to number one, that your books routinely go to number one. That's, um, you know, that's when you got something good to say, you know, people are receptive. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. I really appreciate that. Dr. Meisner, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. We hope to have you on again. Please give my regards to Beth. Um, and if you make it back down to Miami again soon, we'll hope to, to catch up and see you again. I, I look forward to that. Let me leave your listeners with one last th a thought. The secret to a great life is the, the, the people you surround yourself with. The people around yourself, uh, that's the key. And, and you are in control of curating the room of your dreams. Yes, sir. Cheers to that. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Dr. Meisner. You have a great day. Thanks, Rich. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Title Talk Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you subscribe to the show. This way you'll get future notifications of episodes as they become available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Title Talk studio here in Coral Gables, Florida. We'll talk to you next time.